0: Hey y'all! In this episode, I talked to Andrew from Donella Drive. He is the king of slap, and uh, an amazing dude. So please enjoy, uh, like, subscribe, leave a comment. Let me know who you want to hear from. And um, yeah, thank you again so much. When do you? When did you know that music was gonna be like a big part of your life?
1: Um, I, I think from a pretty early age, man. Like, my mom. She was a big music lover, you know, and then her her brothers they' all my uncles um they were all big music fans, and my grandfather was a musician, so you know I would say it was pretty early when I discovered music and, and its its effect on me. I was probably about kindergarten, man, honestly, maybe four maybe even before kindergarten, like I remember um the first tape I ever had um was my uncle's cassette it wasn't even my because it was like my uncle's cassette tape and it was metallica ride the lightning and i was a little kid like four or five years old walking around listening to that like that makes (laughs) sense right off the bat right (laughs) off the bat yeah
0: yeah yeah knowing (laughs) you and your brother that makes like total sense yeah yeah
1: um
0: so okay so metallica was like your first kind of album like um when did when did you start Or oh, well, cassette cool. album or your uncles, right?
1: Cool. It was my uncle, but the first album, like I actually bought with my my own money. Like I had bought, like I had CDs given to me, bought for me. My first album I bought with my own money. My my uncle, we we're at like I forgot where it was, like some CD store back in the mid nineties. I don't know. I was like nine or ten, and he's all, "Dude, buy this!" And it was a uh, Primus, "Tales from the Punch Bowl." <laughs> yes. So, like, yeah. So so that was my first, but. I, this is before i even started playing bass but he told me to just to buy it and i was like okay yeah uh,
0: any <laughs> any primus like is phenomenal like yeah it. um okay so that was before you started playing bass like uh what led you to play bass or were you playing anything before you're playing bass
1: no actually um my grandfather me and my uncle were pretty close in age so um my grandfather had bought my my uncle uh, a guitar And he was probably about 12 at the time. Um, And he wanted us to jam together. So one day my grandpa went up to me and he's like, hey, um, I wanna buy an instrument. And I was like, yeah, I want some drums, you know, cause that's the only instrument I really knew. And he's all, no, (laughs) I'm gonna (laughs) buy you a bass. And I was like, what's a bass? Like, I didn't even know what it was. Like, I didn't know what it, I didn't even know. Like, I just didn't know what it was. So he kind of explained to me what it was. And, you know, that way me and my uncle can both play together and uh so yeah one day he showed up to my house and he had like a little crappy it was called a hondo amp and the bass was a bentley bass like stuff i never even heard you know i didn't (laughs) know if that's real equipment anymore you know what i mean it's not it was it was crap (laughs) it was horrible crap it was like pawn shop reject stuff
0: that's how (laughs) that's how we start man we
1: don't don't
0: even i don't think like when or when we're starting like we don't even care really just yeah no give it and learn like so when you got the bass like uh did your grandfather like teach you or were you kind of just
1: no well he kind of was like here you go and I was like oh okay like (laughs) so really it was when my uncle um we started like playing together um we started playing like Metallica songs and whatever was going on at the time like learning like Marilyn Manson Metallica you know that that type of stuff you know of, of the time period um, some rage, you know, corn, you know, the you know the the late '90s kind of yeah. rock stuff, I guess. Yeah, yeah.
0: Kiss, nine nine five, Kiss music. Yeah,
1: yeah ex- exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly.
0: Um, yeah. so, so like when your uncle's teaching you, are you like, are you practicing like with tabs, or are you just kind of like by ear? How did it, it, you- it
1: was it was a mixture of both. Um, my uncle showed me how to read the tabs, and then like um, they he, then we kind of started like I my mom would buy me like tablature books, and then she, and then I would kind of like learn and like oh check out dude. check out what I learned dude and then we'd go jam it, jam the song together, um, yeah and then that's pretty much that yeah, tabs and just jamming with with him like it's like right off the bat I was jamming with him and he caught on the, the guitar really quick like he he started you know he it just I don't know he just knew how to play like like pretty pretty damn quick within like a couple months he was like we were playing like full Metallica songs together. so yeah yeah dude i was like 11 so hell yeah yeah uh
0: what was like the first baseline or like just yeah i guess baseline that you learned where you're just like damn like i just learned this like i just played this like do you remember oh
1: yeah it was a freaking anesthesia i went for it right after that (laughs) anesthesia like that was the first thing i I sat down and really tried to learn was that for sure sure. redemption
0: yeah yeah Man, that's uh yeah. that's pretty wild to be like even <laughs> even to like attempt when you're just beginning i mean mm-hmm. it, it shows like dude your your bass playing is awesome um oh, thank you man yeah uh when, when did like slap bass start getting involved in your bass playing
1: oh yeah okay okay that's that's a that's a cool story um my my mom was dating this uh, he was a musician too and he saw that i played bass and so it, so whenever he wasn't hanging out with my mom he would kind of walk around the house and he would come in my room and he would see me jamming you know by myself and because that's what I that's all i did dude i was a little kid like locked in my room playing that damn thing and uh he would walk in the room and like, hey dude what's going on and and uh he's all have ever, you, you know you know what slap bass is and i was like no what's that you know i didn't, I didn't know anything and he uh taught me that higher ground the course the cliche yeah. the higher ground baseline and at the, at the time yeah I was about I was around 12 maybe and then I started like I picked it up I started doing it and and I started I didn't even notice like I was fast so someone told me like I saw so I would like slap it as fast as possible and they're like holy shit dude like it's pretty fast and but I, I was like I don't I guess I don't <laughs> I didn't even know I you know you don't know i was like, guess I'm fast you know and then it kind of built from that built from that you know
0: yeah, uh so when yeah. you started getting into slap bass, like um yeah. did you start expanding like your music to find like other bass players like that?
1: Yes, yes. I totally got into, you know I remember I was in like I wanna say I was in eighth grade, seventh grade. No, 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 take it back. It's, this is already I was already ninth, I was in ninth grade. And um I had a friend, he was like, Oh yeah, you you think you're badass in slap bass, <laughs> let's check this out. So he lends me a Victor Wooten CD. It was like his dad's. And this is like, shit. Maybe the year 2000, maybe? Somewhere on there. And uh, I was like, holy shit, man. Like, it just blew my mind. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, dude, like, I, 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 I still to this day know some of his like that stuff. Like, it was a, uh, what the hell was it? Classical film. Of course, everyone knows that one. Yeah. I know, like, little, little bits of it. I've never learned the whole thing straight through. Hell no. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, dude. Um, so I got into that, of course, Primus, um, and of course, like Chili Pepper, of course I learned the higher ground, so I started, you know, researching chili peppers and stuff, and uh and then another one I, that I that I really like, my mom has been jamming this band since I was since I was a little kid. It's fake faith no more. I'm sure you've heard of them. Yeah. And she she was always playing them. And then when I started playing bass I was like, man, the bass player is really awesome too. Like, and I started listening to them a lot more. So that's kind of like where my style came from. Then of course, when the new metal thing came in, like I got into like, like Ryan Martini, you know, his slab bass stuff. So really, yeah, it got me into all kinds of stuff. Like, like especially with the slab bass, like, like the Clay Poles, Wooten, Billy Gould and Flea and, and Cliff. That's what I say, I, I'm like a combination. I try to do a combination of all of those if possible. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah,
0: <laughs> um, when when did you start getting into like uh, local bands or, or making your own band?
1: Um, I played my first show when I was thirteen, and it was actually at this place called. Well, it's actually um back then it was called wackies <laughs> but um but now now it's Limelight. Okay. But I was I was a little kid, man. Yes, I was thirteen years old, and uh, that was my first show ever. It was like a, we we're like a Metallica cover band. We didn't even have a name we just played and my mom um she set that up for me and then uh and then of course like I was just playing by myself I was playing with friends at school you know what I mean and trying to get something going and then I came across some uh, my mom was friends with with um this girl and she'd always talk about her 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 kids and how they're in a band they play the white rabbit all the time um, and and was like hey I, um and their bass player just quit and she's like oh I know a bass player. He's my, my friend's son and so we set up a whole audition for me and I go over to their house and and we just just jamming like within like a couple seconds like, the, like after I was, I was jamming they're like oh you're in I'll like, bill oh, that's it like, so I went from like right off the bat like su- like super young like like 13 years old playing at the white rabbit like just boom like this is back in the early 2000s you know yeah. like, that was back yeah that was back then where dude like the rabbit was like packed as hell like it was like lines around the 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 building like it was crazy it was a crazy time and i was i was super young and i got to experience that it was pretty pretty cool man
0: yeah man uh the white rabbit was just like a staple especially for like local metal music uh Mm -hmm. and other music in general um yeah same thing did you ever go to like their uh booking nights yeah where you yes. just had to raise your hand like they yeah yeah uh I'll do, take you wanna, that do you want to
1: play exactly you, are you available saturday march 21st whatever yeah we'll do it then. all yeah. right seven forty five, jam room yeah man <laughs> yeah. Rick,
0: rick, yeah, rick
1: yeah every
0: every date i would just be like yeah just raise it they're like yeah. all right you don't have, yeah you don't have to raise it anymore
1: <laughs> <laughs> we know you yeah. want to play
0: <laughs> uh yeah um easy so
1: what band was that do you uh that was that was a band i had another group of like um guys who've been involved in the music scene for like still to this day um they were called we were called defaced and it was uh, a pair of brothers uh jojo badio who's you know he was in horror on 24 he was in uh, skyland he was in brotherhood with me um all kinds all kinds of bands he's still jamming yeah. <laughs> to this day and then Derek, by the way, his brother, who was in the hero- that band, The Heroin, mm-hmm. for a long time. And, pro- and he was in produce shape for like five minutes and then he the Y Equals. <laughs> and yeah, so yeah, it was a whole bunch of people who went on. Like we all we, we jammed together at a very young age and we went on and, and we did our own thing. know, yeah, it's still pretty cool. And awesome. we're all involved in local music, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so when did, uh, when did you start jamming with your brother?
1: Um, that was probably after, well, I pretty much been with my brother since he was eight years old. Like, really, literally, like, I was probably, say, around, dude, he was, like, eight years old when he started, when he first started playing guitar. And I would just teach him. Like, I think I taught him, like, I want to say, like, Harvester of Sorrow or something. And he learned it, like, quick. Like, and he, <laughs> he had this little, like, miniature flying V. And he would walk around with it and play it. Um, so, yeah, so he, he was eight years old, for sure. And then, like, when we started taking this seriously, like, like after Brotherhood had ended, like, I don't know what I was going to do. This is, this is about 2010. Um, no, actually 2011, I'm sorry, 2011. We broke up, we broke up, uh, Brotherhood ended on New Year's Day on, on in 2011. So yeah, so when I saw my Brotherhood, I saw how good he got. Like he was, he's badass. He's so creative and his riffs are, he writes some stuff and I'm just like, I don't know what the hell to do that. I have to like think. <laughs> yeah it wasn't just one thing you know and he's 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 crazy man um but yeah so that was in 2011 when we started like i was like okay i can i can probably be in a balance dude now and he was still young himself like he was only 16 at the time so because we had like written things before like little like jams but you know he was still super young man like yeah you know so I, nothing we could take too seriously it's kind of the stuff we wrote and jammed together but um, we, started, we started this band for like, had a couple of Brotherhood members. It was this band called Dream and Static. That lasted like maybe five months. And then um, we started like for a year straight, we just wrote songs. And uh, that ended up becoming Donald Drive. Like it was supposed to be like, a, just not even, we weren't even crazy about the name. Like, you know, we just needed to name it something and we're like, oh, it'll just be like a temporary thing. And, and since we're not playing metal now, it sounds like an indie band. So you know what I mean? So, so we'll don't no drive, it. screw it. Yeah. yeah. So and then yeah, we've just been jamming ever since, writing songs and doing our thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, since since y'all started, like I know you've had like different singers, but the sound has mm-hmm. pretty much like been the same. Like you can tell it's
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's you and your brother. Like, how's that mm-hmm. when it comes to songwriting?
1: Um, really I don't know, I guess, I guess Aiden, Aiden, just, Aiden has his style. And I guess I have my, my sound too. And it's just, maybe, I don't know. We just, we write, we, we don't try and write like, oh, it's gotta be this way. It's gotta be, it's gotta be heavy. It's gotta, it just, we literally just write like whatever we feel like. And that was like the main goal, like, because I've been, been in metal for so long and I love metal. Like, I'm wearing the fucking Dark Star shit right now. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, um, so I, I just got tired of the whole like oh it's got to be this it's got to be this kind of style and and I was like no like when, I, when we start this band like I want to be like just free like write whatever comes out like don't worry about don't worry about so much stuff you know just kind of just, just jam that's really was the was the main goal and that's all we do man we just jam and write stuff that that sounds cool to us if it's got a groove it's got a bounce then we'll write with it it's not about how technical you know or how we're not and believe it or not like. I've, I've been called like you know flashy or showy but i don't know I just the way i play like i'm not trying to like show off it's just yeah. i'm not when i'm doing it i'm just like oh this sounds cool you know what i mean and I, I, I ride with that
0: yeah yeah um yeah i can i can see that i don't think that you're flashy or showy i think like your bass mm-hmm. parts are appropriate and like they mm-hmm. match like what y'all have always sounded like i think if maybe yeah. people like listen to your whole like discography or whatever they'd be like mm-hmm. he's been doing it since since he yeah. started
1: um Dude, I and what's crazy is I, i've been playing the same way like even when i was in brotherhood like yeah. i remember like the, one of the first practices like one of the band members i was slapping like the riff and he was like kind of gave him like a face like we don't do that oh. you know type of thing <laughs> And i was like oh that's cool but i do it anyway yeah, yeah you know what I mean? and, then, and then gradually they started like to dig it and, like like the way it sounded I was like yeah I know sounds cool right
0: <laughs> <laughs> i think uh someone posted a video of like brotherhood at warp tour or at a fe- like i i don't know if it was warp tour or maybe like a festival and did, yeah no like
1: a- that was mayhem
0: oh okay Mayhem fest yeah i saw uh, you had like a yeah. little bass fill thing yeah. going on <laughs> yeah man yeah
1: yeah man yeah so I mean that was that actually. I would say that that part was like I don't know if it was controversial, but like I remember when they showed it to this one guy, he just kind of like did same thing, did like a face like I don't know about that, but everyone dug it. Yeah, so I was like, I don't I don't care what anyone thinks, you know.
0: Yeah, you you play your style yeah. like that's why you had the bass player. Yeah, um, so like. <laughs> You you're not like a a stranger to fests and stuff. Um, do you have like any advice for people trying to get on any like music festivals? Because you've been on Mayhem, like on uh, River City, uh, the Rock Fest, mm-hmm. like a couple of years. Like, how did that come
1: about, dude? Honestly, like, and people don't believe me. And even after we got River City Rock Fest, like, random mass people would message me, dude. How did you do it? Like, and I'm telling the truth. Like, it was just. Like luck, like the Mayhem thing was Brotherhood was uh, they were a Jaeger band, a Jaegermeister band, and they had and they just so happened to have a Jaegermeister stage that year at Mayhem. I, I think they had it a, a couple years, but when I was in Brotherhood, they, they actually had um, asked us if we could play the Dallas date. You know what I mean? So that was just luck, you know. And I joined Brotherhood, and and there were a band that was established and had you know some things going for them and and that's how that happened really just from being a Jaeger band and then the River City thing was um I guess I just freak kind of chance like the the last time we got it um this guy comes up to me at, we're playing at high tones one night. This guy comes up to me and he was like dude now like drunk too <laughs> so dude you guys are amazing man you guys are badass. He's like, I want you guys on River City and uh and he gave me his card. He's like, I book, I book it. And he's like, he's gonna me his card, and I was like, I looked at, it, I was like, oh shit, this is legit. Yeah. So, like So yeah, and then that's literally how we got it, like just from those two, just from those things happening. A night at High Tones, and yeah.
0: Yeah, Man, that's wild. Um, so mm-hmm. you know, High Tones, just like a a bar for people non-San Antonio bar has like like a local music scene. Um, what's your mindset like? in playing shows are you the type of dude who's just like i want to play as much as possible or do you want to like space it out so you know just like for whatever strategic reason you want like what's your mindset when y'all are booking shows
1: dude honestly like for i mean we're still a local band and we try and venture out as much as possible you know um like locally i'm cool with playing once a month you know if, if i can play like you know more than that, that's awesome. Like, I, I love playing. It's like my favorite thing to do in the world. But um, I, we try at least book at least one show a month in town and then kind of branch out, you know, to get our name out there. Um, that's usually the goal. But I, I'm down to play whenever. Like I'm down to jam. I, I don't care. I'll play whenever. But, you know, some of the guys, they want us to be more strategic about it. You know, I, you know it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I, me personally, I'm down to play whenever. I'll play right now.
0: yeah uh how have how have y'all taken like this um time during the pandemic like have you been what have y'all been doing i guess during this time
1: dude we're writing another ep it's already almost done it's literally like we bass drums and guitar are already tracked we're gonna start vocals probably next week five 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 songs
0: Man, that, yep. that's awesome. Where are y'all recording at uh, this, this EP?
1: Um, we're actually recording with this guy named Sebastian uh, Elizondo. He plays in this band called Porch Dream. But he was in uh, Darkness Divided, uh, Shattered Sun. Um, and then Chris Mora, he's going to mix and master Chris Mora from now he's, I don't know if he's, he's, he's been doing like that. Like he did the Last Upon a, Bo- a Burning Body record, um, Sons of Texas record. Um so he's gonna mix and master it, hopefully. Um no, he is. He is. Yeah. He is. <laughs> but yeah, Sebastian uh, Elizondo is the guy who um who um you know engineered the record for us.
0: Nice. Uh yeah. so you're mentioning yeah, vocals. Man. Uh I know like mm-hmm. I think it was Golden it was like the first time I heard you sing. Or right, is that the song you sang?
1: No, the very first song I uh, sang was that song "Feel Better."
0: Yes, okay, sorry, "Feel Better." Yeah, yeah, and that yeah. was that was like great. I, I really enjoyed that that song. Like um, yeah. now now that y'all, I guess, what was the decision like? Just for y'all to say like "fuck it," we're gonna we're gonna start singing.
1: Ah, oh, dude. Okay, awesome story. So like, we had just kicked out our, our vocalist, and um, we we kept writing. You know what I mean? We we, we recorded like a couple songs, some we never released, you know, and Feel Better was one, was one of them. And we're at the studio and um, I was like, man, like, we're, we're kind of like, you know, struggling. And I was like, man, you know, screw it. Like, let me, let me just try and sing on it. Like, you know, I kind of wrote some lines and, and I came up with the melody. And I had I'd never, I'd never, I'd never written lyrics. I'd never written a vocal melody. I never recorded vocals in the studio ever. It was yeah. literally my first time. So when you hear that song, that is me like virgin everything. Like, you know what I mean? Like I never, never, that was my first time. And, uh, yeah, I just went for it. It was kind of like, we were just frustrated and we're like, fuck it. Let's just, let's just do it. You know what I mean? We don't, we don't want to depend. Of course it'd be great if like the greatest singer showed up and, you know, and sang for us, but is that going to happen? Probably not so we're just like screw it like we have to do it ourselves just just for the survival of this band we have to just do it ourselves
0: man that's that's pretty much
1: how yeah yeah dude
0: um so is like now is donella just like three-piece like y'all just like that's it it's locked it's a three-piece band
1: i mean we're at three-piece right now man but i mean we've taught we've always you know my brother wants to bring in like you know, a keyboard guy with you know, to do synths or backup vocals or you know even like a another a second guitar player, we we've talked about it, but it's just it's gotta be the right the right people, you know what I mean? It's gotta be the right vibe. when we're open, i mean, we're a three piece we're a three piece now, you know what I mean? Because yeah. we love playing and we're we're writing we were I mean with Ste when Steven joined the band it was just you now we've been writing we're we were always like we always wrote a lot but but Steven, you know, he has that same drive that we do, that freaky drive that, you know <laughs> And so yeah, dude, so he, we've written like so many songs, man. Like like, you know, we just put out Bloomer in March. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then we were writing we were writing the sec this one now. We were literally writing that one while we were while we were in the studio recording Bloomer. So, Y'all just, so we have like already done yeah. Yeah, dude. I
0: just grinding.
1: We're I and mean, yeah, dude. For um sure,
0: so I guess let's talk about Steven a little bit, because that dude can play the drums he's like he's great so when when did he start yeah (laughs) when did he start coming in the picture
1: (laughs) okay so steven we we used to play with steven's old band uh recreate in eden we used to play with them like they were kind of like a buddy band you know what i mean we're just kind of book shows together and and we you know we would say what's up to each other we didn't like you know really know each other too well but every time we we played we always had good shows together and we always kind of just you know uh, just chilled in it. and then um, when Johnny Lightning was in the band, you know, um, it kind of wasn't working out and then uh, we, we, we kind of like, made, it was like a mutual split. Yeah. And so when we announced that we were looking for a drummer um, a, a, a good amount of people hit us up. We were actually pretty surprised. We're like, damn, this is this is pretty cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, so anyway, so and then the next thing you know, um, Stephen slid in our DMs. And, uh, Hey, he's like, Hey man, I want to, you know, I want to try out for you guys. And then, uh, and it was it's just crazy too, because we actually had, we actually had, had um, two other, um, re- uh, tryouts that week too. So Steven was the first tryout. And then we had two other guys like in the next couple of days, but we knew Steven was the guy within like, like 10, 15 seconds. Like, <laughs> you know, and then we wrote like fucking two songs that night. You know, we wrote golden and we wrote origami. Like we, we, like we, what we always try to do when we bring in a member we always have them um like see if they can learn the old stuff but then they also have to be able to write you know what i mean so it's kind of like a test and that dude like surpassed it like you know what i mean like yeah yeah yeah, dude. yeah.
0: that uh that reminds me of that dream theater like when they're looking for a drummer have you seen any of that stuff <laughs> on youtube
1: I, I, I think I seen one with Lars. <laughs> oh, know. no, it, it was YouTube. not Lars. Yeah, okay, it's not, not, not that one. <laughs> that was probably like yeah, some was definitely... or something. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, well, just a side note Dream Theater, like, uh, they have, when Mike Portnoy left or whatever, they were doing auditions and they auditioned Mike Mangini and, like, kind of the same feel. Like, they did, like, played a couple of songs with them and they did a jam with them to see if, like, if it fit. So I think it's super important just for other bands to like understand that if it's because you could be playing with the best person, but if they're having ego or whatever, you know, like that stuff's kind of kind of lame.
1: Yeah, it's, it's true, man. Ego, like I'm telling you, I, I always tell people this. Like the band now is like the most like egoless band. Like there's no drama. Like like you know everyone's trying to worry about what's best for the song. It's not like, oh, I have to have my riff in the song, I have to have my part, like, and that's it. You know what I mean? It's whatever's best, whatever fits the song. You know what I mean? And that's, and just from being, I think it's just from being experienced. And like I said, there's no egos in the band. You know, we all kind of come to some kind of compromise without even like, we didn't even talk about it. It just kind of just happens. You know what I mean? Like it's it's crazy like that. Yeah. And yeah. other other times it's, other times it's been a big fight. Big fight. I, I uh, feel that. If, yeah. yeah, man. If anything, me and my brother fight about parts. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, Yeah. yeah.
0: That's brotherly love, though. You have to do yeah. that like, with your brother.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, For sure. He thinks he's right. He's not. Oh, like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: let's get into some of uh, your gear. Like, what have you been playing lately?
1: Right now, my setup, I just bought a Dark Blasks, um Alpha Omega. Just bought that. I have a Fender uh, Getty Lee Jazz Bass, and then I have my Ampeg um, 8x10. And I have um, pedals. I'm not really – I don't have too many pedals. I'm trying to – I'm barely starting to kind of get into it. My brother's been kind of on my ass about it, about getting more (laughs) pedals. But right now, I have like a delay pedal. He just gave me one. And then I have a a Pickle Pie Hella Fuzz made by Renkuff. And then, um, of course, my, my, my Chromatic Tuner. My pedal my boss chromatic <laughs> yeah and uh that's pretty much it man it's, it's pretty pretty basic
0: i'm gonna yeah. get
1: too crazy i saw i still have my svt too my svt classic head
0: yeah um when like do you do anything special like for tone or is it just you got it in your in your fingers your tone
1: dude honestly like i, I have a general idea of how i want it to sound I literally like i mean it, of course buttons are going to get moved and so our knobs are going to get moved and I just you know I'm at practice I kind of just I'm tweaking it until it sounds good to my ear yeah well it sounds good to everyone else I don't, I don't know but if it <laughs> sounds good to me I'm gonna let, her, let her ride it let it ride yeah and, and tone is totally in your hands it's in your hands that's how you know it's that person playing I, I totally I totally believe in that for sure
0: yeah I, I agree with well, you too um mm-hmm. definitely like of course amps or whatever can maybe enhance your sound or something but like the feeling, the tones definitely like and <laughs> yeah. the way you yep. play. Um, definitely, man. Man, I just lost the question I was gonna ask you. But <laughs> it was probably gonna be about your tone. Um what right now, like what plans do you have? I know you're gonna do an EP. Like, um mm-hmm. are you have you like talked about doing any shows or are you kind of still waiting? Like what's the post COVID we're
1: just playing? I mean, we, we want to put out the EP as soon as possible, put out some music videos. Um, I don't know if we're going to put it out, like, right off the bat. We haven't really kind of come up with a game plan, but but Stephen wants to put it out by the end of this year, which I don't know. It, it's already going to be November. You know I, mean? yeah. so I don't I don't know if I see that happening, but we definitely are going to try and, like, maybe, like, do, like, three music videos, and then the next two songs just kind of put them out, you know, as, and then we'll have it as a full EP. I kind of want to spread it out a little more. Um, but yeah, definitely playing the way the game with shows. We've been getting offers to play, but um, I don't know. I kind of want to play when it's co- almost semi-normal, at least. Yeah, you know what I mean? That, but I, I definitely miss playing. I mean, we, we all miss it. We're like feeding the play.
0: Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah, dude. When I was talking to Tim, he was saying like the next Toaster show is going to be like the best Toaster show ever because everyone's just been like, bottling up like their feelings like you feel that same way about the next like the first Donella show back like out of mm-hmm. quarantine like
1: dude yeah man i i can't <laughs> wait i can't wait and then it sucks too because like we really didn't didn't get to promote this the last record we just made we didn't you know we kind of put it out there and we got we you know we got some love for it you know people respond definitely responded to it but um you know we didn't get to play any shows we played our city our album release show and that was pretty much it. We played one show in June, when they opened up bars, and then they shut the bars down again. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, I don't. I don't know. It, I just, I can't wait to play. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: so, oh, this was gonna ask you earlier. Um, what what tuning do y'all frequently play in?
1: We're in E flat. Okay. Usually, um, th- this last record though. Um, Bloomer, we had a couple songs in different tunings. Uh, I, I, was it a, a, sharp was lost in the fog. That song, it's like the the last song on our album. And then we had um, another song on the album in uh, C and drop C. Um, that was the song called Means to an End on the album. So we're trying to definitely experiment. You know, even though I, I know not get wrong, I, and I love this this last album. Like like we were like jamming the rough mixes yesterday. Me and my brother, and we we're just like, wow, like. I can't wait till people people hear this. It's it's ridiculous. It's definitely the best work we've made to this point. It's the best work I've for sure you know ever been a part of for mm. sure. I, but um but I was like but my only comment is like I feel like we haven't experimented enough. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're always trying to push. But this is definitely like like some awesome music for sure. I love yeah
0: it. i'm stoked for the new ep yeah. uh when you're doing like lower tunings like what's your mentality do you like have a different setup or a different base for it or just kind of just tune um into that it,
1: it, it just, i just i just tune into it honestly that's really it um i have i you know it's funny man i i have different bases um but like i just can't get I don't know what it is, but like, I can't, the other bases don't sound as good as my Fender. So it's really hard for me to like, yeah, (laughs) I feel, I feel cheap. Like if I were to like switch from my Fender and go to another base, it doesn't sound as good. Maybe it's like a mental thing. I don't know. But to me, like, I just feel cheap. If I were to go from like a, like a, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, that's your,
0: that's your main base, you know, like, yeah.
1: yeah,
0: I have to buy a
1: base that's compatible or comparable. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah
0: yeah Yeah. it's tough (laughs) i i I just ask because like for anyone listening i i don't you can like there's no rules to playing right so like if you play Mm -hmm. down tuning and you just want to down tune your bass like go for it like you don't need a full new brand new setup like new strings or whatever uh you can have that if you want
1: yeah i i change i actually change my strings a lot yeah i change them like at least three weeks to a month. I am no lie. I definitely am a weirdo with that. I don't let them get too old. All right. I like the bright, the bright sound. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. That's just me.
0: Yeah. That, that makes uh, a lot of sense too, especially with the, the like slap style that you play. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. What strings do you use? Do you have like a go-to?
1: Dude, usually it, it, I'm all over the place. I'm like schizophrenic with that. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, Got, you know, Dia I and mean, Ernie Balls, kind of like I guess I would say my go-to. You know what I mean? Like if I I need to get strings really quick yeah. <laughs> and like cheap, uh, usually that's my go-to. Honestly, um, it, it just really depends. You know, I've gotten like those those Ernie Ball, the Cobalts. I've gotten those, um, the hybrid Slinkies, um, the Dia the 105 to 45 gauge. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I use. Yeah. Nothing crazy, nice nice um yeah all
0: right let's we'll, we'll start uh wrapping up a little bit, like what advice do you have for just anyone like starting starting up a band just um based on kind of everything you've gone through like what's like the key to kind of longevity since y'all have been a band for for a good good while now
1: um definitely, I would say the number one thing um of course, you know, practice your instrument, um, but also set goals for your band. If you're just kind of just like kind of hanging around, just jamming, I think people get kind of like, kind of lackadaisical, kind of lazy. But I think if you're always constantly setting goals for your band, um, that keeps, you know, always trying to, you know, push for something, trying to accomplish something. I mean, it's something simple, you know, let's, oh, let's try and book a show or let's try and, you know. Save money to get the you know record, keep recording music, like something. You know what I mean. Like, try let's save up to book a tour. Let's save up to, you know. Anything really. You know what I mean. Just set goals for your band. I would say it's the number one thing for longevity.
0: Yeah, for sure. a yeah. hundred. Especially
1: as a local band. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, man. That yeah. That's that's gold right there. That's definitely gold. Um. So I guess before we go, like, where can people follow you or follow Donella Drive or any projects or anything that you're doing?
1: Um. Right now. Um. Just yeah. Uh, Instagram Donella Drive, Facebook.com/slash Donella Drive, uh, Twitter Donella Drive, and we have a, we have a website now too. Uh. It's www W dot com. Uh. Donella Drive dot com or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's new. Just put. It- Anyway, um, and then my personal one, uh, uh, Instagram. My Instagram is a Junobly, like Junobly hey. with Junobly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and Then Aiden, Aiden's is a uh, yeah Spurs for real. <laughs> and then Aiden's is uh, uh Escalante Sauce ninety five at Instagram on Instagram, and then um, uh, and then uh, it's uh for Stevens, it's uh, Stevo Drums on Instagram. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, dude, thank you so much for just taking time out of your day to talk to me. Um, I'm stoked you did. I'm stoked for the new EP. And uh, yeah, man, I will talk to you later. And just again, appreciate it.
1: Oh man, no problem. Thank you so much, dude. Appreciate you. Thank you for doing this.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. All right, I'll talk to you later, dude.
1: Yeah, dude.